Hello, and welcome to the Weasley's Wizarding Twin Cast. A twin cast is what we call twin brothers reading the Harry Potter series for the very first time in parallel. Unbelievably, they've made it over a quarter century before even being spoiled on the first book. Thanks to me, their persistent older sister and guide, they're setting off on this journey to Hogwarts every week. Since David is the older of the two brothers, he gets to start us off on this journey by first reviewing what he knows about the Harry Potter series and then recapping chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. Okay, I started the recording. Got it. Which makes this the first ever. Are you ready for the name? You might not even recognize the name. We have a name. You have a name for this? That's Well, great. it took me a while to think about because it had to be something family related, right? Like, right. That does obviously. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the Weasley's Wizarding Twin Cast. Hey, okay. now. Okay. Hey, now. I, haven't, okay. I haven't met the Weasleys yet. You know this. I know that you know that there are characters in the book, though. They are. In the series. And I know actually, that you know that Ron Weasley is a person. Yes. Okay. Importantly, Ron Weasley has two twin brothers. Okay. So I wasn't sure if he was the twin or not. So I do remember oh, well, that there I is like a Weasley that, family. But... Yeah. Come on. Really? Ah, so early. <laughs> the Weasley's Wizarding Twin cast, because this will be coinciding with the same chapters and the same conversations with instead of fred and george david and daniel separately i'm the host lauren and this david my little brother daniel's my other little brother who will be on a separate episode to experience harry potter for the very first time first time you've made it so long so 26 years without ever having picked up these books correct yeah well not not without having picked them up. I think I don't know if it was even third grade. I think I think I read the first one or or maybe we were younger and, and mom read it to us or something. OK, I remember mom reading it to us, too. But I'm like, why was I like I was four years older. I could have read for myself. Yeah, because everyone else my age read it themselves. But I'm the only one who's like, I have this distinct memory of mom reading it to us. But I didn't know you were there. I yeah, it it's it's so vague. Like I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think I can remember anything from it, to be honest. So, what do you what do you remember? What do you know, or what do you think you know about the series? Let's lay it all out there. Yeah, so I think I don't know the plot at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, before having read. The first chapter now. Um, mm-hmm. I think you know I could probably connect a few dots after having read the first chapter here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, prior to the refresher, I mean, I know that Harry's a wizard and he goes to school and learns how to how to do magic <laughs> and cast his spells and stuff. Got to cast um, his spells. You gotta. He's got <laughs> mentors along the way that help him, and sure. there's you know there's some. There's some not so good characters that try to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know but those characters? That, Do you know I those mean, characters' names? Draco Malfoy, I feel like, is uh and I know that full name from that Harry Potter game that we played. So. Okay, so this is making this is I'm glad you brought this up. This is a unique thing that you and Daniel yeah. have in common to provide weird vocabulary related spoilers. So we yes. So for people who don't know, we were this, we got really addicted to this game called Hogwarts Battle. 
My husband so got good. it for me as a as a gift because I have just read the Harry Potter series for the first time two years ago. Had to read it again. Got super obsessed with it. The entire world and all the podcasts and all these things. So he buys me this Hogwarts battle game, and it's a cooperative deck building game sure is (laughs) and it's the most fun game of all the games but you don't need any harry potter knowledge to play the game successfully but there is it's harry potter themed so you have allies you have items you have tasks you have spells you have villains okay so so david and daniel are both going to recognize names of things and that's one of the segments right? We're going to shout it out when you are like, here's a thing that I recognize from the game. So you now have a whole dictionary full of just the vocab without any of the definitions of a bunch of Harry Potter jargon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So basically, so you think mom read Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when you were a kid, you know, that Harry Potter's a person, you know, people in this world Yep. But you don't know the plot because you haven't read any other books, nor have you. What's your relationship with the movies? Again, it's been a long time, um, but I think I've seen I think I've seen the first three. I don't remember because they all kind of like tie together for me, like. But not the last five. If that's how many there are. (laughs) (laughs) yes okay yeah yeah so So, i mean and i i mean one thing just reading the first chapter i guess i'm listening to an audiobook whatever same difference in in a way that's good to shout out because that yeah does change Um, things way more detail than i remember from a movie though like straight out the gate yes the the scene was (laughs) set up totally and it might, I don't know, because I, I so vaguely remember the movie that I feel like the scene was set extremely well in the audiobook or, you know, the book uh, version. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Let's just dive right in, David. So you, so you listen to the audiobook, chapter one. That's chapter all one. so far. The boy who lived. Yes. Okay. And it starts this, this tale brings us to Pervet Drive. You know, what's funny is I, I like don't know the UK at all either. So <laughs> I, I okay. didn't know if like this towns and stuff <laughs> she was referring to were real or not. But <laughs> I don't know if these are real. I do not know. Yeah. I think like a privet. I don't know what a privet is. No, I don't know what this is. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, she's all like. Everything was super ordinary because they don't they don't approve of imagination. <laughs> Yeah, and for sure, I mean, she did a good. It felt like she did a good job giving the uh, the aunt and uncle, right? Uh, the uh, yeah, just kind of the like worst, not worst. Gave them bad characteristics. Like she really set it up mm-hmm. as if these people are just kind of your typical in a bad mood family. <laughs> you know, just kind of getting buy sort of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um like what does the guy do he's he sells drills or he something sells drills <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like yeah <laughs> so i thought that was pretty pretty fun um and, but, then, and the yeah, narrator just, does a good job with this he's yeah. the way he's all like and he couldn't be bothered like he's all gruff and like yeah on his own high horse all the time just being like who are these people in cloaks so annoying yeah especially they mentioned purple cloak twice so i'm wondering i don't know 
I don't know, but it turned out that that was, um, what is, what is Dumbledore's first name? Albus. Albus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I, I recall that he bumped into a guy in a purple cloak when he was leaving his office or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, I, I have no way of knowing, I don't think, but I can't help but think that that wasn't, wasn't the man himself, you know, that he ran into. So, you know, it could be, we got our first prediction <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> is that a hot take? It's that- <laughs> like, is this go- that's a hot, t- that goes in the hot take section. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Highly debatable. That's great. That's, that's the kind of detail orientation I was looking for though. Yeah. Glad we got that. I tried my best. Like I wasn't sure if I, if I scooped up all the necessary detail, but I suppose that's probably why most, well, most Harry Potter fans that I know are like, Oh, I've reread it six times. It's like, well, maybe there mm-hmm. is some of this relevant detail. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but <laughs> I know, know I wanted so, to try to pay attention. I agree with you. I think asking you to like debrief every time, like every so often is going to force you to kind of be more like you're paying more attention than maybe a kid, say yeah. a 12 year old who's <laughs> reading the book would, yes. <laughs> would probably be paying. So that does create a more unique experience, but like, so I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into hearing like when you're like, I'm going to fix it on this thing. Cause I'm an adult and I know better. Like, I know this yeah. is going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, we get, so Vernon's off to work. He's seeing people whispering excitedly these people in cloaks i mean it, the thing is is it kind of got explained later by i know um, i know so then we got some crazy owls we got vernon not wanting yep. anything to do with harry potter should he even mention it to mrs dursley vernon vernon's the uncle yeah 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 he was is the aunt well it seems like neither of them wanted anything to do with it and i mm-hmm. wonder if mm-hmm. that's part of why they're so boring <laughs> in a way mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. it seems like they know about the wizardry life and you know the the potters right mm-hmm. Harry and his parents like and they just it felt like they just had a, they had no interest even right like counter interest they're like hey right. I don't want anything to do with this which I'm excited to see what happens when I think you might have said she's going to open the door and find a baby laying out there Yes. They seem to know about the non-muggles, right? They seem to know about the wizarding world. Yeah. Specifically want to be left out of it. Yeah. And that begs the question, are they unique because they know about the, the non-muggle world or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, Or, or do other people also know about it because, you know, McGonagall was concerned and I think Dumbledore Mm -hmm. too, and they were talking. Mm -hmm concerned about the people like the the other muggles learning about it so i wonder if that that's like a whole pot that could get stirred you know if if everybody found out what was going on Mm -hmm. then we meet our friend albus dumbledore yeah he's got his (laughs) he's got his handy dandy put outer yeah it's just a lighter that turns off lights it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we meet professor mcgonagall did we Mm -hmm. did we pick up on she was a cat. She was a cat. <laughs> what? She was a cat. She was just. I'm like being. I'm walking so carefully. I'm like I don't even know if you can pick up on the most basic thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a cat. Yeah, he. 
I, I don't really know what to say about him. I kind of know his role a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know he's like the, for lack of better term, like the principal of of Hogwarts. Yeah, I do he- know what Hogwarts headmaster. Is. Headmaster. Yes. Headmaster. Yeah, for for you know to to revert back to the knowledge I do have, like I know what Hogwarts is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know who Dumbledore is. I think I remember McGonagall teaching some classes with uh, Hermione and the gang. You know. <clears throat> oh sure, yeah. She's a uh, professor after all. After all, so she must teach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> She's around. Good, good. Um, uh, then they have this conversation about what just happened, right? What was all the excited whispering? I mean, it sounds like Voldemort. Yep. Who I definitely recognize that name, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to know that name. Um, well, he was the mega villain in the game. Definitely the mega villain. He was the and, final villain in the game. And it sounds like probably the (laughs) mega villain in the books you know i mean oh is that your next hot take that's not a hot take (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a lukewarm take (laughs) yeah but the the cloak thing that was huge yeah way bigger deal (laughs) way bigger deal was it dumbledore was it not? yeah i do remember um i don't remember if it was from watching the movie a long time ago or or Mm -hmm. reading the book they're like not supposed to say his name or something and so i I picked up on Mm -hmm. that right away like Mm -hmm. mcgonagall is super hesitant to say Voldemort, but i think dumbledore was more like he he just came right out and said the name so i'm not really sure why they don't like saying his name i think they said something about being scared like just fear of saying his name is yeah it's a tough thing so i sounds like some crazy powerful wizard um crazy evil powerful wizard they mm-hmm. said he like uh said something about him leaving or or going somewhere mm. so it's like yeah they, he wasn't where they where they whoever they are <laughs> mm-hmm. expected him to be mm-hmm. and then he killed the potters so yeah just straight up murder i mean murder yeah and tried like a to murder kill harry. situation tried to murder harry a baby the, the baby the baby <laughs> And I can only imagine if he's this big uh, mean wizard guy mm-hmm. that he pr- tried to kill him with some pretty violent spell. You know, Ooh, could have been a spell. I mean, we'll have, I, to, we'll have to be on spell watch for. And then he spells. got a then he got a lightning bolt scar in his head. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there's like schools of magic. Um, like I'm mm-hmm. I'm familiar with different like schools of magic, like arcane magics, and you know like uh you could be a fire mage and things i don't know if that plays any relevance no but i like that background i like that you have this preconceived idea that there can be different types of magic yeah so explain so explain where that comes from what's your history with fantasy stories yeah i mean i've i've played whatever i play i have a ongoing dungeons and dragons campaign with somebody there we go there we go um yeah so this whole this whole world of like magics and stuff like it all totally makes sense to me all okay, the different cool. types of characters that's going to inform your perspective because you're big coming lord at of this, the rings like... not i shouldn't say i'm a big lord of the oh, rings fan but i actually like, didn't I know you were a lord, lord of the, of the rings. rings how can you not be i didn't know you were yeah so all the crazy all the different like crazy races of characters and stuff like that all mm-hmm. totally makes sense to me so none of that is going to catch me off guard anyway yeah we got a big Big bad, big bad. Wizard we got the big named bad. Voldemort. 
So, Please. and Dumbledore mentions has been that we've had precious little to celebrate for 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. So I he's just going know. around. Or what do you think? He's got, he killed the Potters and he tried to kill a baby. Yeah, and but. And it's been 11 years. So what I think mm-hmm. is, yeah, for, I mean, for 11 years, it sounds like he was doing some probably pretty evil things, but I don't know if it's limited to just going around and killing families of wizards, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it seems like everybody's very scared of him, which would mm-hmm. mean that he's probably like trying to corrupt people or, mm-hmm. and this is just from my kind of wizardy lore background. Like he's mm-hmm. probably trying to, you know, g- gather a following and, and do kind of your typical evil wizard kind of stuff. So, okay. yeah. So what that means to me is, you know, maybe the Potter family had something to do with it. I mean, it's getting mm-hmm. in the way of, of his ultimate goal, probably mm-hmm. that's, that's what I would assume. <laughs> Yeah, so we get a little insight into some of the Voldemort stuff when they talk about um, you were you're talking about how they don't want to say his name because they're scared. Yeah, and but Dumbledore's all like, "I have never seen any reason to be frightened of saying Voldemort's name," and she's all like, "Well, you don't. You're different." She says, "Everyone knows you're the only one you know. Oh, all right, Voldemort was ever frightened of." Right. So, and then he goes, then he says, you flatter me. Voldemort had powers. I will never have. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of lines up with like fantasy lore about wizardry. Like for, for some reason, um, evil magics are, are like a tier stronger than good magics. Like this is just kind of a common theme that, Mm. I know of um so I wonder if well I mean that, that's probably got to play into that statement interesting by, by gathering or, or maybe maybe converting into the school of these ev- eviler magics you actually mm-hmm. gain more power than the good magics so mm-hmm. I, I mean heard that. there's a chance that Voldemort could have been a good wizard at one point and and felt i mean this is kind of the story of star wars too like okay. anakin skywalker you know becoming darth vader because mm. he got greedy with right. how much power comes with evil sorts of well in in star wars that's you know just the evil version of the force or whatever but mm-hmm. in the harry Potter, like it, it, taking on evil magics so there could mm-hmm. just be a greed element to it which is like i said kind of common for what I know about um yeah wizardry so it's not giving me any direction as to where why how um, you got a sneaky suspicion that he might have started good I do yeah and I mean if 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 we're gonna throw that take on, on the table then I have a sneaky suspicion that maybe the potters had something to do with I don't know, maybe trying to prevent him to turn evil or something. But it mm-hmm. is very interesting that he tried to kill Harry and was unable to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. He's kind of the chosen one in this first uh, yeah. chapter. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of showing like 
And, and the, the reason for all the cheer and stuff is like a prophecy is being fulfilled. Mm. Maybe, you know, mm. I mean, that's how, that's Ooh. how, that's how it is in, uh, in other stories, right? Yeah. Have I like that. You got to pull from your knowledge. You got to outsmart this kid's book, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got, we got our friend Dumbledore. Seems like a badass headmaster of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Purple cloak. Purple cloak. We got McGonagall. What role do you see her playing as we move forward here? Well, being that she's a professor, I would assume that when Harry goes to Hogwarts, which mm-hmm. I know will happen, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> I'm gonna get she. She seems like a good egg. <laughs> okay, okay. She, she seems like. I mean, if she was hanging out with the headmaster Dumbledore, then mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm gonna assume that they're on good terms, mm-hmm. and she might have a role in Harry's success in gaining more, you know, wizardry knowledge and, and, and becoming a successful student of Hogwarts. I'm going to bet she's on team Harry. Okay. All <laughs> right. So she, we got her aligned with Harry and, w- and then we, and then who rolls in in the most stylish way possible is our good friend Hagrid. Badass. Comes in badass. <laughs> he comes rolling in here on a, on a flying motorcycle. Yeah. With a baby. You know, was, when, when that a... scene was being described, I was like, how is he not waking up all of these muggles? He's on a motorcycle oh, that flies. This is like a, maybe it sounds like a plane, you know? Maybe it's like some crazy magic sound. So it's like, it sounds really dope mm-hmm. when you're in like a magic world, but in muggle oh, world, like it's, it's like quiet. It's like multidimensional. Mo- yeah. You know? Like it makes me. On different planes. So to Ooh. speak. Yeah. Probably. That's, that's, I mean, that's the D and D coming when out. People right go there. to look out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people look out. They're like, what's that? And they look out, but because of the put outer, there's no light. And they're just like, well, must be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that sound must be nothing. <laughs> how many Definitely times have you like giant man on a <laughs> How many times have you like been alone at night and you've heard like some sketchy sound and you're just kind of like, how tired am I related to how concerned I am that that might be a flying motorcycle? Oh, 100%. You're just like, nah, it's probably not, though. And <laughs> or it sounds like a real mo- motorcycle, and you're just like, yeah, that happens. You know, people drive motorcycles. Hey, I live by a busy enough intersection. I've heard some crazy, wacky sounds coming See? from outside. And so, so it, had, it had to be really crazy for you to even get up. Right. But if it sounded normal, then I would just assume it's some mm. some guy on a motorcycle. I mean, right. I'm not going to assume right. that it's a, not a, flying a guy man. who's twice as tall as a normal man and five <laughs> times as wide. Yeah. What's up with that? It's a big boy. Being big. Haggard guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's I got the baby. Cool. He's all Harry just fell asleep, which is convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's a um, gentle giant. Gentle he's giant. The, he's definitely a gentle giant sort of figure. I oh, mean, what a relief. There's so many giants who get a bad rap, you know? I mean, if you're that big and scary and they put you in a book, like you gotta, you gotta be gentle. You're probably a gentle one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, he's got the baby. So you gotta he even asked to say goodbye. I know. He's like, not only am I going to deliver this precious cargo, I'm going to make sure that I say goodbye to it. Cause who knows when you'll see him again. And then 
even though he we know he's a gentle giant, but McGonagall is like gentleness aside. You think it was really wise to trust Hagrid with something as important as this? Yeah. Not digging it. She maybe would not have done this. But Albus says, I would trust Hagrid with my life. That's powerful. Yeah. I mean, Especially and- coming from uh, the, the headmaster of Hogwarts and, and, and being compared to having the kind of magic power of this Voldemort fella. Mm-hmm. Trusting Hagrid with your life. I mean, I know she says he's careless. Oh, she's like throwing on. some shade. She's been sitting on this stoop all day as a cat and she's trying to throw shade at Hagrid. <laughs> She's like, yeah, she's what, careless versus what is she me doing all day? literally commit my entire day to waiting for you to show up somewhere. Exactly. This, this guy's mean, got this guy's got Harry Potter in his hands. What, what have you been doing all day? Right. Like, I mean, he didn't Dumbledore didn't trust you with Harry. I, mean, I think didn't Dumbledore say something too, like uh like you could have been out celebrating, but instead you've just been sitting here. On yeah, he's suit. like, so you're just here. <laughs> And she's all like, well, I heard a rumor and I wasn't going to just believe it without talking to you directly. (laughs) But you know, what's interesting too, is I think she said something about like, oh, I can't believe you're going to leave the child with this family. Like they're not going to be able to take care of them. But then why were you sitting on the stoop? Well, maybe she was like, okay, what does she say? She says something like, oh yeah. (laughs) Because Dumbledore is like, don't worry. It's the best place for him. I'm going to write him a letter. (laughs) (laughs) These people want nothing, nothing to do with the Potters. And he's like, it's fine. I wrote a letter. Wrote a letter, left you a baby in a letter. She's like, that'll do. You really think a letter will be enough to explain all of this? (laughs) And he's like, exactly. (laughs) I feel like she's like reality checking this whole thing. She's like, I heard you're going to come here with this kid. I disagree with all your decisions today. So I'm going to post up on this stoop and make sure you, that you don't do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he does it anyway. Things are going exactly according to plan for Dumbledore. Yeah, he's like, I don't know where you're coming with all this criticism <laughs> of my, like, we're handling it. We went to the house where Harry didn't die. Yeah. And grabbed the baby before someone else did. And now he's on a flying motorcycle. I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> like, we're handling it, McGonagall. Um, okay, listen. What do you think? Do you agree with Dumbledore's take here when he describes why he's going to leave Harry with the Dursleys? He's do like, I agree with it? I mean, he's she's like, these people suck. And he's like, but it's the best place because he's going to be super famous. And like, it would be enough to turn any boy's head famous before he can walk and talk. Famous for something he won't even remember. Can't you see how much better off he'll be growing up away from all of that until he's ready to take it? So I can remember, so I can remember <laughs> like the, in the movie or maybe in the book, I think I'm remembering from the movie when he's like a teenager or whatever, his, his bedroom is like just under the stairs or something. So I I'm hoping the book will go into a lot more detail. That'll do a better job convincing me of if it was the mm-hmm. right idea or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it, like you were raised in a struggle and mm-hmm. then you are going to go off to this cool wizarding school and do cool things. So I think it's going to be relevant, mm-hmm. which I think is also a problem with the opinion. Like, 
I can't be <laughs> with the knowledge I have. I can't be mm-hmm. mad at the decision for him to get dropped off with this family. Cause I feel like I know that it impacts what happens next. I see. Okay. That's fair. And then they spend a minute looking at Harry before they click back on the lights and leave. And the next morning, Petunia, upon putting the milk bottles on the front porch, would scream. She screams. <laughs> she screams. <laughs> well, I mean, we knew they weren't going to be happy about this. Yeah. Because mm. you got Mrs. Dursley as Harry's mom, Harry's aunt, Harry's mom's sister. Yes. So they don't say at this point if she even knows what's what's up. I guess yeah, it's I don't, a letter. I don't know if I'm forgetting it, how long it's been since the sisters have seen each other, but I think they mentioned that somewhere too. Mm-hmm. So if this is baby Harry, mm-hmm. do they even know that it's Harry? Like, well, uh, and yeah. that might that might happen in yeah. the next chapter, but yeah, there's just a baby. That's just a baby on your. So, <laughs> are we hyped? Did this amplify your excitement about this? I'm pretty hyped. I mean, right away, like the first thing I I was hyped about is because I feel like of all Harry Potter knowledge that I have, mm-hmm. it would be front loaded. Like I, I would know more. I think I know more about what happens first in the series than I do about what, because ha- I for sure haven't seen like the tail end of the movies, never opened those books. Like I think it mm-hmm. just became a lot at the time and I just stopped paying attention to it. Like probably a third or a half halfway through like that Harry Potter was even like big anymore Mm -hmm. um so what what excited me the most out of the gate was just yeah how much detail like there is I know what my memory of it is as well so yeah I feel that you're like I remember or you just think you know of some general concepts and to go into depth I mean she's she's a pretty good writer she because the the I had remembered the first movie of this book because I felt like it was kind of like, it was kind of like Star Wars. I feel like I always see that first one was episode <laughs> one. And I'm like, I get it. Like, I know this it's, story specifically, but I don't know all the other ones very well. Did you know it pretty well? The first before? Yeah. You like, it? yeah. When I, first, when I read Sorcerer's Stone for the first time since being a kid, I felt like I know this movie. I know what happens. So I was kind of more like, I'm just going to grind out this first book to get it done. Gotcha. I, like I was like, I want to know what happens later because I already know the first. I think the first book, the first two books slash movies, I kind of knew. Like midway okay. through book two, I was like, <sighs> kind of fuzzy, like you're describing. Yeah. Um, but it is like she does do a nice job of setting it up, and like when you return to that chapter, that very first chapter in particular, after already being like bought into the story. To like mm-hmm. go back to like how silly. And I also thought the narrator of the audiobook did a really nice job like making those details fun and funny and silly. Yeah. <laughs> and being like, oh, like you're building me up for like who are these people in cloaks? Like, you know, like yeah, yeah. You kind of like, oh, I want the mystery. Like, here we go. So yeah, the, the conversations were good mm-hmm. and like the emotion was there. I, the, mm-hmm. the narrator did a very good job. <laughs> yeah. 
he even puts on the Scottish accent for McGonagall. Oh yeah, which I enjoyed. <laughs> which I enjoyed. I loved hearing Hagrid's accent too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, play from our D and D campaign. Like mm-hmm. I know how difficult it is to come up with these voices and stuff because our DM. I mean, mm-hmm. he has to do it all the time when we run into new people. So mm-hmm. yeah, hearing a very fitting voice was like pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it adds an element of it. So I'm glad I'm glad this is happening. I'm I'm always gonna listen to it and read it. Cause I because I yeah. obviously, you know, I got to. I also recognized uh the name Sirius Black, partly from that game. Um oh also, yeah. Like I, I have to come clean and say that I I recognize the name from the prisoner of Azkaban related, but I don't know if it was book, movie, whatever. Uh-huh. But I think like I I feel like I remember visualizing like his name on a post like a wanted poster. I think that that must have been from the movie then. Okay. Um. So it's, what's interesting is I I don't remember his role in that movie. Like I don't know if he was a good guy, bad guy, whatever. Okay. So I don't remember much about that. But I was like, oh, that's that's who Hagrid bought the motorcycle from. Like I remember him saying that in borrowed. this first chapter. Or borrowed. oh, he borrowed it. He, yeah, so they must be buddies for some reason or another, and I have no idea what to do with that information. <laughs> well, Dave, I'm just going to need to stick a pin in that and hold it until this man's name I'll comes up again until, in this story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, until chapter book number book three, three or, <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> it's out That's there. good. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, the other thing you you don't get from the audiobook is you're not going to get any of like the cover art for some of these too, you know? True. Um, I listen to other people, like they really analyze the cover art, like before they read it, <laughs> which can either help or lead you astray, but I yeah. think it's entertaining, but you're going to have the purest uh, perspective, you know? True. I mean, by the time we get to those other books too, like I might want physical copies of them instead of just the audio. So we'll I see know. what happens. Yeah. We'll have to see. All right. Well, it's been real, Dave. Yeah. Thanks happy, again. Happy pottering. I am that- excited about it. this. is going to be quite a journey, though. Like, this might take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, letting you buy in and say, yeah, before I was going to be like, it's a lot of books. Because by the time you read the first book, second book, third, you know, you're so in it. Like, it's not a problem that's long. Right. The reason everyone loves these podcasts and loves finding unicorns like you who've never read it is because <laughs> like they want it to last longer. You know, you just want more. Yeah. You want to stay in that world as long as possible. So I think that's so cool. And the nice part about books too, because I can relate to like um, the longevity of that through the D&D campaign that we have. We've been going, uh, for, yeah. I think we're in our fourth year now. So like. I totally get it. Like Dan's character died like, a, I don't know, it might've been a year ago now or something. It does sound like familiar. It, I feel like that was like announced in the family. <laughs> it might've been. <laughs> like well, was like, I mean, dad it was, was a bad into, day for Dan. Like his yeah. character died. He was pissed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and dad like played D and D in college and stuff. So like we, we enjoy talking to him about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably did come up, but yeah, I mean, you get, you get really invested. <laughs> yeah so it makes <laughs> when, sense um does D like have people that can turn into animals 
Druids. Yeah. <laughs> Just instant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Druids. Okay. Well, Druids. There's, um, there's a race. I forget what it is. One of our players plays as it too, but I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, and they're essentially like shapeshifters so they can shapeshift into mm. any, kind of anything mm-hmm. within reason size wise, I think, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah anything yeah they can be like a wisp or they could be a troll or they could be a human or an elf throw out the word wisp like that means something to me oh like a wisp like like a mythical creature (laughs) i mean it's like a ghost it's like a round you're gonna love ghost you're gonna (laughs) love the like mystical creatures introduced in this story i'll probably like that part more than i would have 10 years ago and stuff too you know like yeah. because i have had a lot of experience with this mythical kind of stuff it's kind of fun because i i like the way the story i mean the story means a lot to me because it was like it like got me back into like reading for fun yeah and it's like there's something really fun and innocent about being like instead of like my usual was kind of like you were saying like i read a lot of nonfiction, and like right. sometimes when you have a bad day you're like, I don't want to read facts. I want to be like transported <laughs> and to yeah. like read a story like this. That was like, that really does take you through it. Cause so many people were like raised on this book. Like this book was like their upbringing, you know? Like, yeah. Because Bryn, the, I mean, Bryn is extremely passionate yes, about Harry Potter. Exactly. Our friend uh, Chelsea, themes? Eric's girlfriend, Chelsea is a yeah, she's extremely into Harry uh, Potter too. Well, if they ever want to show up as guests, they're welcome to. Okay, <laughs> I'll extend them. the invitation. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bryn will probably go to Daniel's, but yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, like the idea of experiencing—it's almost like you get to be naive again and like learn all these lessons, like as an adult, and be reminded of like the simplicity of some of these concepts. Oh sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, we. So we also like one of the, we play World of Warcraft too. And mm-hmm. what Blizzard, the company who owns them did is re-release old content so that like the nostalgia of, oh, I remember the first time I ever played World of Warcraft, like you get that back again. And I think that's yeah. probably a lot of the reason why one, people reread the Harry mm-hmm. Potter series, mm-hmm. but also enjoy listening to Harry Potter content because it's like, ah, I like mm-hmm. I will never get that again, but the closest I will get to the first mm-hmm. time I ever read it is experiencing somebody else reading it. Mm-hmm. Or the first time I ever played that game was is gonna be watching somebody else play it for the first time, you know. Yes, yeah. So it's like when you try to like show someone your favorite movie or something, you know, yeah. and you're just kind of like, Oh, I want to see you want to see if they're gonna love it like you love it, you know? Yeah, oh and for sure. For me, it was almost like, oh, I regret not like recording my thoughts better upon my first reading because I'm like oh like that's how our your and my experiences will be different is like we both read it as adults but like I was reading it and just like powering through what you know when I got curious about something I would be like well I'm going to the next chapter like I will stay up and read this <laughs> like you could through. not yeah you couldn't force me to stop so yeah. it's interesting like the podcast I listen to have done this concept already the fact that they have to stop is like you, then you really hypothesize in a way that you don't when you're reading it. Like there were a lot of times where I'm like trying to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. And 
or rather I don't even bother trying to predict it. Cause I'm like, well, I know I'm going to get the answer in three chapters, you know, like, right. Right. Like it's not even worth it to like, like some Especially characters- toward like the end of the book. I think that's probably going to be, I would say the end of the books are going to be awfully challenging yeah. for, for yeah. me in a way. Like, yeah, I'll I know that's when to- I'm like, you might want to read record more often those weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll just read it now. <laughs> Come back. Because it's, like, like, it's, the, it's literally the reason people will like binge watch their Netflix shows. Yes. <laughs> like exactly. I want to know what happens and I know that the other seasons are out. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go right ahead and figure out what happens. And you know what this, these books are like, you, you buy into, you learn what's better about books than TV in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise, because in TV, especially American TV, you're always like, well, I don't know what's going to happen next, but neither do the writers because no, like they just got renewed. They just have to add a story that didn't exist before. Like mm-hmm. there's very few shows that like had a plan for multiple seasons in a way where like they can give you foreshadowing and then be like, so blow your mind if they like return. That. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I think it's more fun to even bother predicting something when there is something to predict, you know? Cause if it's right. like, if I'm watching season one of some show that on season eight, it's going to blow my mind. It's like, well, they didn't know that season one. So it's not even cool. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, there wasn't. That'll, that'll be the on. fun part about the early predictions too. It's mm-hmm. like, if I do nail some of them, mm-hmm. then that'll be really fun to look back on. But also, I mean, I'm going to have some bold claims and yeah, it's totally going to throw me for a loop. And I'm excited it. about that stuff too. I have listened to some, which are funny because there's one podcast unspoiled that I listened to. And like the, the, it was like an older, not, she wasn't older, but she was a woman, not a man. And she had read them for the first time. And so she was making all these predictions and some fan, when they finally finished the seventh book had gone and like super cut together, all of her predictions <laughs> and all of her reactions to what really <laughs> happened, <laughs> which like that had to take immense time. Like that's insane. Right. So she'd be like, calling one thing and then just be shockingly right like she would call something in like book one and then forget that she said it because these podcasts take so long to record and then like a year later realize like is like oh I forgot I even thought that ever because I was right like (laughs) yeah yeah that'll be interesting too yeah because of the yeah it'll take so long so I'll make some claims and then completely forget about those and then yeah you'll end up being right yeah you get caught (laughs) up in the you know the current story Yep. Well, I'm excited about it. It's yeah, I'm already excited about it. It was fun. Yay. So I'm thinking actually for the next episode, this is the shortest book, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I just skimmed it just now on my Kindle here. Um, I think they all kind of go right. Boom, boom, boom. Like the next chapter is very short. The, the, The third chapter is very short. And the fourth chapter is really where we get like some of the rising action, you know, <laughs> if you will. So yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like I should leave it up many. to you. Okay. Well, I think three would be good. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So let's read that for next yeah. time. Sweet. All right, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Thank you. 